Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Yo. Happy almost, well, no. Happy day after Halloween because... It's All Saints Day. You'll be listening to this on November 1st, but today is, uh, what is it, All Hallows Eve? It's October 30th, so... Uh, isn't All Hallows Eve just Halloween? I don't... I'm pretty don't, sure it is. All right, hold on. All right, behind the scenes moment. I've just been informed that All Hallows Eve is not the day before Halloween. It is, in fact, just one of the original names of Halloween. That's um, it. And I was told uh, by our co-producer, Matt, that I could not take this out, even though I'm the one that controls everything for the podcast. So, Well, you've come too far now. Yeah. So, um, whatever. It It is what it is at this point. That's fine. Uh, I am Carol Ann. Oh, and I am Matt. And if this is the first time you're joining us, I'm sorry that the first episode is um, unhinged. But We're unhinged? Yeah, maybe not. That's a little dramatic, I think. It's a Saturday night at 8 o'clock. We're, we're not unhinged. <laughs> we are home missing a number of Halloween parties. Well, we have an executive producer who uh, is a little needy, but... Welcome back to another episode of Boosting Confused. Um, we have a me episode today. This is something that I'm very excited to talk about because it's something that I learned about like maybe 15 years ago, went down a rabbit hole long time ago, never really followed up on it. Um, I was like doing some searching for ideas for today's topic. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. So before we get into it, there's some housekeeping items. Housekeeping items. So the first one is we're on all your favorite social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube now, and Twitter. Um, and you can send us DMs there. Uh, if social media is not really your thing, I've definitely slowed down on um, being able to post like memes and stuff. So I try to repost some of the memes that we get from our pod family um, because they are super duper funny. But in terms of me sourcing them originally or creating them myself it is very time consuming <laughs> i have not had time um because life is busy so yeah if you want to send us a message you can send us a message on one of those platforms if you want to tell us that uh our podcast sucks you can do it in a youtube comment please <laughs> and um if you don't like any of those options and you want to just tell us directly uh you can send us an email at boost and confused podcast at gmail.com um we actually got like a neato listener submission that i think we're gonna like save for maybe next week i've definitely asked for permission to yeah. use the material before we just like come on here before, and blurt yeah, it out that's it um but yeah all right 
Next item. Oh, oh, I forgot. Um, didn't we make a new account on that new Trump social media page? What, Shut truth? No. Truth? No. Is it truth Oh, actually, media? sorry. It's not called Facebook anymore. Oh. Um, it's called Meta. So at some point, um, I'm not even going to have to like post memes. You could probably just like tune in to my brave Wayne's. My brave Wayne's? Wow. Brain waves. <laughs> oh, my, my brave Wayne's. That's the second time I did that. The first time today was, uh, what was it? The spray canes. I was trying to say. Um, spray canes. Spray cans. Spray paint cans. Oh, spray paint cans. It's been a day. Yeah. Um. All right. The next item is if you like the pod and you want to support us, the best way that you could do that is by following or subscribing wherever you get your podcasts um, and leaving us a review if it's available on your platform. It's definitely appreciated. Um, I also really just enjoy reading the nice things that you guys say about us. Um, And obviously we get a kick out of the not so nice things. (laughs) Um, And yeah, if you uh, take a screenshot of a review and you send it to us, uh, we'll send you some boost and confused stickers to your house direct. USPS is going to be a little slow. So if you want some B and C stickers for, you know, December holidays, you got to do it now. They're flying off the shelves. Flying. (laughs) Flying. Um, The last item. What are you drinking? Um, I am um, a drinker of Guinness tonight. Yes. As I was yesterday. Yes. Um, And this one's almost done. Uh, but I have one right There's next a to me. Up. I'm just, I'm just gonna, for sound effects. Excellent. That's Hides farts very effectively. Great. That's the sound of a good Guinness. Well, the sound of a good Guinness is. Of course, um, I am drinking a Smithix. So it's a very um, Irish ale night here, in our household. This is not an ale. This is a stout. No, no, no. This is this is staying in. This is so good. Sound effects. Are we back to ASMR? Welcome Actually, to someone <laughs> someone that fucking guy. DM'd us. That guy. On Instagram oh. saying that they wanted to listen to the ASMR segments from Matt from like two episodes ago. Shout out to you. I'm doing you all a favor. Shout out to my mysterious friend. All right. Well, without further ado, today's episode. Let's go. And you have no notes, so this is just going in blind. Uh, do you know what Wednesday is? Oh, wait. Uh, like like this coming Wednesday? Yes. Um, it is November what, 3rd? Besides November 3rd. And you know what's funny is I knew that that's how you were going to respond, so I already have besides November 3rd in my notes. Um, wow. I know. Mind reader. Ooh. Uh, no, it's the 64th anniversary of Sputnik 2's launch in uh, 1957. That was my second guess. Yes, of oh, course. Of course. Shame on me. I should have known better. And, uh, you know, it's not really a holiday or anything that we um, celebrate like regularly in this house because that would be kind of weird. But it's definitely an interesting piece of history and it's a segue into today's topic. So let's talk about it a little bit. For those who don't know, uh, Sputnik 2 was the second spaceship launched into orbit, and it was the first one to carry a living animal. Was it the dog? It was the dog. Oh, so I the, hope he's doing okay. 
yeah, the animal was a dog named Laika, and she was a stray mongrel from the streets of Moscow. And uh, this okay. sounds like a story about someone down on their luck and they take a change for the better and become a cosmonaut. Yes, except Laika didn't have a choice. So I'm going to warn you all. She doesn't have a happy ending, um, but I think it's definitely important to talk about this piece for the context around the rest of the episode. Um, so it's like early days in space flights, and there's not really a ton known at the time around the impact of space flight on living creatures. And then Laika's mission, of course, is being planned. You know. Quick question. What yes. are Elon Musk and Jeff, oh, sorry, Beth Jezos up to? I don't know how old they are, so I don't actually know if they were born in 1957 yet. What My about, guess is no. What about that guy from Virgin Mobile, huh? Uh, Richard Branson. Richard Branson. You know, there's a song yeah. by Tenacious D. It's this whole album. It's called, um, I think, like, a, like Apocalypse Man. And there's a song about them being up in space with Richard Branson, drinking space juice mixed with gin. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. It's a great Watching song. the it's world. It's a great album. The world on fire that they helped create. So, all right. Uh, 1957, uh, still figuring out a lot of stuff about space flights, which means that there's no technology available at the time to deorbit. And that also means that Laika's mission was a one-way ticket and she was never expected to survive. Yes. And so... One, like, really sad part that I did read is that when they were, like, closing the pod or whatever you want to call it that Laika was in, um, they kissed her little nose and said, bon voyage, um, because they knew that they'd never go see her again. <laughs> did they boop the snoot? <laughs> they booped the snoot, and then they said, peace. Um, but it's also really weird because they talked about, uh, there was, like, Laika, who was, like, the main, literally, they just picked up strays from the streets of Moscow, um, because they were strays they were already exposed to like extreme temperatures and like survival stuff so they felt that she was like a better suitor for the the job um she's being voluntold basically but they also had like three other dogs in backup just in case voluntold would never i would not know what that is all about. yeah no never 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 um, so scientists at this point really weren't even sure if humans could survive the initial launch or the conditions of being in space. And so they found it pretty necessary to use flights by animals as like a precursor to human missions. And Laika's mission was to prove that a living passenger could actually survive being launched into orbit and endure like a micro G environment. So unfortunately, Laika died within hours uh, of being launched from overheating, uh, which is possibly caused by a failure of the central R7 sustainer to separate from the payload. Um, the true cause and time of her death was not really made public until 2002, um, <laughs> which is also important to note for the rest of the story. Um, but instead, it was widely reported that she died when her oxygen ran out on day six, uh, as the Soviet government initially claimed. Um, she was euthanized prior to oxygen depletion, Wait, which is not true. They, how do they? Oh, oh, okay. Typical Soviet Union yes. lying. Yes. And that is very important for the rest of this episode. 
All right, so you might be hearing this and thinking, what does a dead space dog have to do with today's topic? Let's stop talking about the dead space dog. And we're going to stop talking about the dog because now we're going to talk about the lost cosmonauts. So just to recap, like it was 1957, the first reported man in space was cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin in 1961. There's a few years of a gap, obviously. Reported has some pretty big emphasis on it. So during this time, the U.S. and the Soviet Union are engaged in this very famous space race. And it started in 1955. And with like a Yuri, it kind of looked like the Soviet Union won. Okay. But at what cost? Also, I'll say it's very controversial, controversial about who actually won the space race um, because some people think it was like Neil Armstrong landing on the moon in 1969. Um, other people say it was uh, Soviet Union. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that the actual winner of the space race is the moon <laughs> and space. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So uh, at what cost uh, was the supposed win of the space race for the Soviet Union. So there's a lot of deaths that happened during the Soviet program on the ground. Like in 1960, there's the Soviet rocket that ignites on the launching pad and it kills at least 78 of the ground crew. And in 1961, just before Yuri's uh, space flight, a Soviet cosmonaut was killed when a devastating fire erupts inside of an oxygen-rich training capsule. And his name was Valentin Bondarenko, and his death was actually concealed by the Soviet Union until the 1980s. Oh, heavens. <laughs> so, again, there's a theme here. So, in 1967, another cosmonaut was killed when the parachute on his space capsule uh, failed to open, and Yuri himself actually died a, a year later while in training in a fighter jet. And that would just add another name to the long list of deaths associated with the Soviet space program, especially during the space race. Um, so this is all to say, these are the public deaths from the Soviet space program that we know about. And here's where the lost cosmonauts enter. The theory is that Yuri isn't the first man in space. He's just the first man to survive. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. So, 1960s, there's a science fiction author named Robert Heinlein, and he reports that while he's traveling in the USSR, uh, he meets Red Army cadets who tell him that there had been this, like, recently manned uh, space launch. And this launch capsule, if you remember, uh, the dog was in Sputnik 2. So, what happened to Sputnik 1? Well, here's what happened. Um, so they said that Sputnik 1 experienced a mechanical failure when the guidance system steered it in the wrong direction. And so uh, this made retrieval of the capsule impossible and the Sputnik 1 was stranded in orbit around the Earth. And so the Soviets officially claimed the launch was an unmanned test flight. But according to Heinlein, there might have actually been a cosmonaut inside uh, that obviously they could not retrieve. And so to lend some evidence to his theory, there are two Italian amateur radio operators who start allegedly picking up a number of radio transmissions that they claimed were from doomed Soviet space launches. Now, uh, oh these guys God. are pretty important. Oh my God. 
So there's Achille and Giovanni Giudica Cordelia, and they're a pair of brothers from Turin uh, who claim that they began monitoring Soviet space program transmissions in 1957, and that these transmissions were proof that Yuri was not actually the first man in space. Uh, they had their own concrete building, which was like an old war building, it sounds like, and they turned it into this like really advanced listening station. They called it Torre Bert, um, and they had some like crazy things that they were able to do, like groundbreaking things, I guess, that like helped further the science of this sort of stuff. Um, and one of those was calculating the direction and speed of a satellite based on the shift in the Doppler effect. This shit is so far over my head because... I'm not I'm not a science girl. I think it's very interesting, um, but I don't get it. So I know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and whatever else. Photosynthesis. <laughs> and that's about it. Um, so November 28th, 1960, the brothers claimed to pick up an SOS transmission in Morse code coming from a Soviet spacecraft. And the SOS said, SOS to the entire world, which I feel like is really depressing that's yeah yeah so based on the transmissions they determined that the craft was actually moving away from earth instead of orbiting it which meant that the soviets had accidentally launched their cosmonauts deep into space and these brothers eventually made nine recordings kind of similar to this that they claimed were emergency transmissions from soviet cosmonauts being launched away from earth and in Early of February of 1961, um, the brothers picked up the sound of a wildly beating heart and labored breathing, which um, I think one of them, maybe it was like their father or something. Some One of them is like a cardiologist. And uh, apparently this cardiologist had listened to the audio of the heartbeat and said that it basically sounded like a dying heart um, and that the breathing was like kind of indicative of a cosmonaut that was dying okay if i've ever heard of a cosmonaut dying this is how it sounds yeah. <laughs> very specific um so two days after this uh sort of like uh publicity comes out of these um you know brothers findings the soviets announced like oh you know what we did actually have a craft that we launched um but don't worry um it was a, a failed re-entry uh, but it was totally unmanned there's nobody in it wink wink so <laughs> may 17th of 1961 the brothers get another uh sort of sound and it's two men and a woman um who were overheard saying in russian obviously uh conditions growing worse why don't you answer we are going slower. The world will never know about us. And she allegedly also says, isn't this dangerous? Talk to me. Our transmission begins now. I feel hot. I can see a flame. Am I going to crash? Yes. I feel hot. I will re-enter. Oh my goodness. Um, they also, complete side note, um, they also claim to have a recording from Sputnik 2, which they said was like us heartbeat. Which is maybe the saddest out of all of these. I don't know. Well, that's because it's like the whole thing with like, oh, you kill someone in a movie. No one cares. But you kill the dog. dog. Oh, Mm. you bastards. All right. So here's the thing. Do you believe this theory? Yes, 100%. Because um, you know how the Soviets like to hide their mess ups. 
hide yes. their mistakes. Yeah. What was that? Uh, the iron, Chernobyl. the iron curtain, I believe they, they call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a complete note from me, um, there is audio that I don't feel comfortable putting in the pod. Um, like you can listen to these actual, uh, like recordings and I'll put a link into the show notes where you can go listen and I'll make it super obvious which one it is. Um, but I did not feel comfortable like ripping those sounds from another pod and then putting it in ours and then, you know, I just, yeah. So you can go give them a listen. Um, I'll make it super obvious which one it is. Uh, but they're like really creepy and also in Russian. So (laughs) it's even creepier. Um, So I was definitely a believer in this, and I feel like I still kind of am, even though I'm about to talk about why it's allegedly very disproved. Um, But there's a lot of criticism of the brothers that comes from one person in particular. His name is James Oberg, who's like a space historian, and he's an author. Um, And he writes a book based on his investigations into all of these like lost cosmonaut stories. And his conclusions were that there were like, there's really just no evidence available to substantiate any of the stories. All that they have are these recordings, which could be faked. Much like a moon landing. <laughs> Much like a moon landing. Um, so here's the thing, though. Um, Oberg's research ended in 1973, and uh, the Iron Curtain was still very strong back then. And it's 2021, and everything since then has been very declassified. Um, It's now possible to like read all of the histories of these early days and the days and times of all of their launches and the failures. Everything is like very thoroughly documented. However, the the conspiracy theorist in me is like, but what if it's not all there? Because they could just leave that out. You know, it'd be very convenient for them to be like, look at our transparency. Wink, wink. (laughs) so there's like a main inconsistency um for the timing of everything and it's that the times of the morse code and the astronauts alleged breathing and heartbeat sounds the soviets were still launching dogs and mannequins so a few days after the morse code recording that they had sputnik 6 because they (laughs) really just kind of pushed one right after the other and there's also if you're interested in the history there's also a lot of stories about the the failures and kind of how they played into how much of this was rushed um, and how many corners were cut and everything. So there's a ton of history about that if that's really your thing, but that's kind of how they were able to test so much. Um, So Sputnik 6 was carrying two dogs that were like deliberately self-destructed upon failure to re-entry. Um, and three weeks after that, two dogs were launched and safely recovered, even though that the third stage of um, their booster failed and the craft did not achieve orbit. So it is true that the Soviets had like this proving capability to escape the Earth um, by the time of the fading Morse code, um, but the booster that they were using only had the ability to lift 500 kilograms to escape velocity, which allegedly is way too small for a manned capsule, um, which... Again, I don't really know science stuff that well, so someone could tell me if this is wrong. Um, but this is what the internet is telling me. Yeah, <laughs> so, 500 kilograms, that's at least 25 pounds. Yeah, I'm also uh, very American, and I cannot convert 
that without Google. So um, even for several years after this, they didn't have a rocket that was capable of lifting a mannequin, um, mannequin or a manned capsule, mannequin capsule, whatever, beyond Earth's gravity. Um, so in the two months following the brothers' recording of the breathing and the heartbeat, um, the Soviets made two successful low Earth orbit flights, which each had a small dog and a mannequin. And um, again, science stuff is telling me that based on progression and success, um, these are not flights that you would make, um, you know, if you're ready to launch a man, basically. They're just ones you just trying to figure out. You're still more trying science. to get there. Yeah. Okay. You're doing more science stuff in the background. So following um, the Soviet success at launching Yuri in April 1961, um, the brothers, uh, the Italian brothers uh, version of events suggests that their next feat was to launch a woman, um, which means that the May 1961 recording would maybe kind of like line up with that. However, the next launch from the Soviets wasn't until August and it was another man um, and he didn't fly uh, more than like a full day in orbit. So, um, Valentina, uh, Tereshkova, Tereshkova. That sounds pretty good. Um, I'm not great with, uh, even my own last name sometimes. So she's credited as being the first woman cosmonaut. Um, and she didn't fly more than two years and, uh, until more than two years after Yuri, uh, in June of 1963. So... There's, like, some consistencies in the official timeline versus, like, what the brothers have recorded. But, again, they don't really, I don't know. To me, they don't really prove anything. Um, it's just kind of, like, if you look at the progression of the Soviet stuff and then you look at, like, the brothers' recordings, it kind of looks like they would be suggesting that the Soviets would be, like, taking a step back in terms of, like, progress, which wouldn't really make sense in terms of science and their, their program. Um so, yeah, I don't know. I, According to, like, what the Soviets had released, they did not take any backward steps. So That's not the Soviet way. That's not. <laughs> and if you do, you don't put it in the classified documents. You don't even note it. If you saw how they handled the Nazis in World oh, War II, gosh. you'd think they would just keep throwing more people at it, um, which that's what I'm leaning towards thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, whatever. Every, everyone's got their own, uh, uh, what do they call it, alternate facts? Sure, fake news. Sure. <laughs> Real news, fake news. So even if you kind of like ignore all of these consistencies, inconsistencies, um, there's a more compelling reason to kind of be skeptical of their recordings. And so I, I talked about how the brothers have like their own little uh I wouldn't say recording studio, but like a listening station. Um, their station compared to like what was more widely used at like more official stations um, was like not as advanced, I would say. Uh, and so like if the brothers could pick up these recordings, why could these larger stations not pick up these recordings? Like why are the brothers the only ones that have uh, anything like this? And so it's kind of understood that like, Literally anywhere in the world <laughs> that has these stations probably could have picked up these recordings and somehow the brothers are the only ones who did. What about like Soviet jamming Ooh, devices? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think about didn't that, think to be about honest. think about that one frequency, that Italian frequency. Yeah, that is um, 
That is a really good point. I don't know. That is that is good. Uh, which Cinque. kind of yeah, which kind Cinque. of kind of brings me to my next point is uh, you got to think about the times. Uh, there's a lot of uh, propaganda um, from the Western world about uh, you know the Soviet Union, and they kind of loved to um, put up the Soviet Union's failures on like a pedestal and just like kick sand on their face and then laugh at them, and um, had these, I don't know, lost cosmonauts actually been a thing for the Soviet Union, uh, wouldn't the U.S. have known and, like, kick sand on their face and laugh at them for being so failuristic? <laughs> Unless they truly saw, and this is a real thing, how much farther along the Soviets were in the space race, you'd want no acknowledgement of them oh. actually being farther along than the Americans were. Yeah, that's it. Or... Here's another theory. The U.S. was doing the same shit and they maybe didn't want to. I mean, I feel like the Soviets were definitely farther ahead, but um, U.S. could have been doing the same thing. You, know, know. What's, you know what's so cool? Uh, when we went to the Ren Fair last, the uh, they gave a lot of their change back to us in like half dollar coins, which are the yes. JFK coins. Yes. Um, I love the back of that coin. Uh, is, is, is that not the one with the eagle? on the moon oh it might be i haven't seen a half dollar in a pretty long now that time. i'm thinking about it i might be thinking of a different coin Ooh, actually no i'm i'm wrong oh it's not all hallows eve <laughs> we can both be wrong i just think that you were more wrong <laughs> yeah no i was definitely wrong so it turns out that was the dollar coin not the half dollar coin you were pretty close yeah i was, I, I was also technically pretty close We'll just pretend that. Whatever. Um, so the last thing that I have to say is that, kind of like I mentioned, the the Italian brothers, um, you could maybe say that they were hoaxes, but they also still had some really great uh, discoveries and, like, mm, research that I think helped fuel, like, progress in that scientific area. So, like, not everything that they did is questionable, <laughs> but... Um, there's actually a documentary about them that you could watch. It's called Space Hackers. Um, it used to be on YouTube. It looks like, at least the version I went to go watch was not available on YouTube anymore. Um, but it looks like you could just Google it pretty pretty easily and find something. Uh, but it does have a lot of their actual audio recordings. And there's like 8mm and 16mm uh, film shots that the brothers shot themselves. So kind of neat. Definitely go check it out. It's very interesting um yeah i don't know i'm not very good at ending these things because that's all i really got i for one you know i i think i'll say this i maybe am going out on the limb but i think that there could for sure actually be lost cosmonauts because if you think about like the u.s and the jfk assassination documents and how like every administration for the last few administrations has been like oh we're gonna release the documents and then they don't and biden literally just said like what last week like we can't release them um because of like public interest or like safety or some shit like that Ooh. so i feel like there's going to be more declassified or maybe not because it's russia i don't i don't know how they do these things but i feel like there's a lot of things that we will never know in our lifetimes 
maybe like a hundred years from now there could be actual proof coming out that like every country engaged in a space race did something similar with this like lost cosmonauts theory but we probably will not know until we're all dead (laughs) so well yeah and then in being dead it doesn't matter that we we won't know because we're dead yes exactly or we'll be like those futurama heads you know we'll be like oh i knew it I don't know if I'd like to be a head in no, a jar unless I have. Was it like Nixon had a body, but it was, was it Steve Buchanan? I have no idea. I don't remember. I loved Futurama, but Nixon had like a body that he would like attach his jar to. Uh, you know, like the Rock'em Sock'em robots. You can put my head in a jar if one of those could be uh, my body. The rock inside. You yeah. won't be able to walk then, really, would you? No, I don't really know. It's fine. I'll I'll be dead. It's okay. I'll just I'll just be dead. But that you know what you're talking about these like hidden agendas. Um, I I just started watching a Netflix show. I think it's called like Inside Job. Yeah. Or something. That's I'm, like the cartoon. Oh yeah, one. it's yeah. it's got the chaos of um Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I can't watch Rick and Morty because I don't have a high enough IQ. No, you're not smart enough. Not smart enough. Sorry. Uh, But Inside Job, highly recommend. It's hilarious uh, because it pretty much uh, all of the like secret shadow government stuff that people like uh, say happens and, you know, uh, things that are out there. uh, This show is like, yep, this is all real. And here's the people who run it. And it's like a star studded cast and it's it's awesome i love that show the 45 seconds i think i watched of it looked pretty good so i'd recommend yes all right well that's all i really have for today definitely go look this stuff up yourself and i don't know i'd love to hear if you guys think it's real or not real you've heard my thoughts but um so the audio recordings if you want to listen to them uh the link will be from skeptoid.com Uh, So that'll be in the show notes. If you want to go watch the documentary about the Italian brothers, it's called Space Hackers. And uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful or had a wonderful All Hallows Eve. (laughs) I'm not going to let it go. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. Otherwise, that's all I got today. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. And I'd love to hear from you guys and know what you think. And uh, we'll see you next week. And you know what? Keep your eyes in the sky at night. You might just see a satellite passing by and ask yourself, is there a dog in there? (laughs) Poor Laika. Good night, everyone. Good night.